Hey, so how's it going? It's going great. How are you? I'm like coughing and snotty, but I don't have COVID again, so that's good. Um, but other than that, that I'm good. good. But you're the one who's been like making plans all I day. I can't hear you. Oh. Did you mute me? Hold on. I talked to Siri and she was trying to talk back. Nope. Go away. Nobody Go likes away. you. Siri, I mean, not you. Like, everyone likes Aaron. Okay, I did not hear any of what you just said. Oh, good. Because I was just telling our listeners what I was getting you for your birthday in March. Um, so. <laughs> you want to know what I'm doing for my birthday in March? Did I would you tell love them to know what you're doing for your birthday in March. I'm taking a solo trip to the Grand Canyon and I'm going to hike and watch the sunrise on the Grand Canyon for my birthday. I'm so excited for you. I am so pumped. Like, okay, so true facts. Like, I've always wanted to kind of do this. And I've always um, felt like I should wait until I was in a relationship, right? Because it's like a special thing. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm, I am I just want to, I want to do this and I'm going to go do it. And I think so. this plays into your book that you've been writing this year, yeah. too. Like like your journey to self-discovery, which I know has been a little bit of a um, farce in and of itself. But at the same time, like I have enjoyed watching you grow as you've been writing this self-discovery book. I mean, it's not really a farce, you know, every time I, I saw like, literally I saw a TikTok video yesterday that like inspired me to write like a fa- like 1500 words like because I was like wait yeah I've already done some of this stuff but I haven't done a lot of this stuff and like here like I need to implement this because yeah like you're right and that's part of you know you know I was trying to plan this trip back in December so I could do it for the new year right and that didn't work because Rona and all that you know just logistics and so um yeah now I'm gonna do it for my birthday and I'm so excited. Um, I'm also terrified. I've never traveled by myself before, uh, but it's going to be like a a great fun adventure. I'm very excited. Well, that's awesome. And you're going to, to track the whole thing so that we can all learn about it. Right. And like, you're going to come back with a travel documentary and you're going to be the new Samantha Brown. And um, Samantha (laughs) Brown is so rad. I don't know why you just made that face. Oh, because like, I'm not like, that's, that's just not going to ever be me. I'm not not ever going to be the person that gets like paid to like travel around and do things like that would be a a bomb ass job, but it's not ever going to be me. And that's also not the point of this particular trip for you. And I understand Mm -hmm. that. Um, See, I, I, one of the problems with the person that I am and probably one of the things we'll hit on in therapy, but we have bigger things to work through first is that. Everything I do, I try to make into a money-making opportunity for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I could not take a trip like that without seeing how I could monetize it in some way. Okay, listen, if there's anybody out there that's listening to this and wants to sponsor my trip, that's fine. (laughs) I will take you up on that. But also, like, yeah, it's more of a, like, this is something I've always wanted to do, and I'm not going to let certain things that have stopped me before stop me now if that makes sense absolutely 
which it does to you because you you know but right yeah so was i totally Should... wrong in filing your your book you're writing as satire in my head because i really had had it as like satire in my head no, it's like a memoir. Okay, so I guess I'd take it because you have mentioned like the funny things you've written in there. I guess I'd take it the whole thing was supposed to be like funny plays on the self-help self-help genre. And so my brain was like, oh, Aaron's writing satire. Not like, oh, Aaron's just a generally funny person. So <laughs> well, it's like supposed to be like funny things mixed in with like practical right. advice. It's supposed to be like, how do you go eat, pray, love without having to go to fucking India? Right. right. So, <laughs> so uh, you because there has to be a way, right? <laughs> you have told me that before, and so in my head, I just morphed it into what I wanted it to be because I'm a white man, so that's what I do. Like, yeah. you know, it, you and trust know. me, there's gonna be like whole bits about like, oh, how to make your house like Aruba and. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Um, things like that. But yeah, there's also like real stories woven in there. So gotcha. it's going to be a whole thing. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm really excited for the trip and I'm excited for you and Thank for your you. dreams. And um, I know that one of the things that you have been working toward is chasing the neon rainbow and living your honky tonk dreams. And <laughs> all you've ever wanted is to play that guitar and sing. And like, you're really doing it. Yeah. 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 If you've ever heard me play the guitar, you know why it's been so hard for me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) I just want to start like I, I've always had the you know, the travel bug or as TikTok would put it, the hashtag wanderlust. Like, uh, but I have always been waiting for someone to travel the world with, but you know what? Like that may not happen. And so I'm just going to go fucking travel the world or travel America in my car and have a good time. You know what what happens? You know what I think it is honestly, and maybe I'm way off base and you can tell me if I am. I feel like you have been waiting for an appropriate time in your life to reinvent yourself, but you were kind of forced because of circumstances in your life to just be a person and go with it. And you were finally at a stage in your life that you can finally invent yourself. It's not reinventing. You're just finally getting to invent the person that Aaron is. And I think that that's what this is an opportunity to to be. And I am so excited that I get to be along for the ride. Yeah. I actually agree with that. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, for sure. You know, for so long I've been taking care of other people. Um, some expectedly, some unexpectedly. And so now it's like, wait, everything, like I can leave for a whole week. I haven't taken a vacation in 10 years. Right. Like when you told me so. you didn't know what to do with with vacation time, and I was like, oh, girl, let me tell you, like I've got lists and lists. You can borrow one of my lists. Like, come on. I no, like-, <laughs> like literally it is so bizarre that I'm going to take this vacation and I still have so many weeks left to use for the rest of the year. Right. It's so weird. And that's, but it's cool. You know, I like it. <laughs> that's a bizarre concept to me just because of my career as of now and that I get all of my vacation unpaid in the summer and Mm -hmm. of course like sarah doesn't get three months off in one chunk because that's ridiculous nobody should get that so i don't get to have the experience of 
taking a weekend traveling and then falling back into a normal routine. And I have, I am looking forward to next year when I'm in a new routine and can just start planning a week of trip and then falling back into a routine, you know, like. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm, what I'm really excited about is the fact the last trip, the last vacation I took, like true ass vacation was to Italy and um, the fucking jet lag. Yes. Oh my God. I thought I was going to die. Like my whole first week back, I was like, I, I was at work. Like I'm going to die. Like, Oh, this is the worst. And then, you know, everything go back to normal, but this time I'll be like, it'll be right after we spring forward. So I'll be springing forward and then immediately falling back. Cause I'll be in Arizona. <laughs> well, there you go. All right. Well, we are almost 10 minutes in, so I figure at this point we should at least introduce this Sorry podcast. about the monologue about myself. No, we we all <laughs> loved it. In fact, um, this is Lifetime Aaron, the podcast where we only talk about all Aaron all the time. I all am the time, baby. Paul, also known as Aaron's biggest fan. And I'm just Aaron. And the, uh, the woman, the myth, the legend. That's it. That's the show. <laughs> Okay, so for real, for real, are you ready to talk about the... Okay. Based this on the, the text most... message you sent me yesterday, I am not ready for this. This is the most bonkers movie I've seen since the sister who took her twin's place and then married her sister's husband. And then they didn't even tell her kids. Right? Because I remember us just that's... closing on how much therapy was needed in that movie. That's... This is... That's the level of this movie. So buckle up. I cannot wait. (laughs) This week I watched A Wife's Nightmare. It stars Jennifer Beals as Liz. Flashdance? If you don't know Jennifer Beals, I am leaving. Yes. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. I am changing dream girls anyone look they got some decent talent for this movie okay which is amazing given how fucking ridiculous it is i can't even wait to like tell you okay um she's also in the if you haven't seen flash dance first of all like stop this podcast go watch flash dance and then come back uh, <laughs> Uh, she's also in the book of Eli. I've heard really good um, things about that. I have too, but I haven't watched it. Um, the bride and which is from the eighties, which was around like the her flash dance fame time and a movie called four rooms. Okay. And then they have Dylan Neal. He plays Gabe. Um, he was in the 50 shades of gray movies. I guess. Okay. I mean, it's on his IMDb. I, yeah. Um, but also, he's like a Hallmark darling, which I'd love to hear that story. Right? Hold on. Let me look Because this guy he up. was, he was in Christmas She Wrote this year with Danica McKellar. Okay. Um, the Gourmet Detective. He is the Gourmet Detective. Oh, I know who you're talking about. He's in Bones. Mm hmm. And he was in Truly Madly Sweetly. Truly, okay. Maddie, sweetly. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And then we have Lola Tosh, 
which I love the name Lola. It's so cool. I do too. Mm, I love it. And then we have, okay, she plays Caitlin. Okay. And hold on. Okay. Uh, she plays Caitlin. She was in a, she's like very famous in Canada for a movie or a show called Molly Maxwell. Um, another one called Republic of Doyle and another one called Connor Undercover. Okay. All Canadian Connor shows. I'm Undercover. guessing like, Connor I'm, I'm guessing like YA type tonight. shows. Yeah. Hold on. I've got to look this up. Cause I think I have Connor Undercover is like a kid show. That yeah. Yes, I have actually seen an episode or two of Connor Undercover. Okay. Yeah. So she's in that. Um, and then finally we have Spencer List. He plays AJ. He is from Fringe. Uh, bringing up Bobby. I don't Black know. Black Dog, Red Dog, mm, and Hard sale hard sell. oh yeah those i i in fact just watch all of those on shuffle just mix it up i yeah i'm sure i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. yeah okay so we open with a shot of a tailpipe and i just want to like talk to lifetime about who chooses these, these opening shots because like why, why? Yeah. Um, there's a girl sitting in a car, picking her nails and shaking her leg in the driver's seat. And I'll say, like, this car is roomy. Okay. Because I can, like, well, I guess if I, like, lean my seat all the way back, I could shake my leg in my driver's seat. But I don't because I'm not weird. Um, she watches a guy walk home from school and compares him to a photo she's printed off the internet. Remember when you could, like, print stuff off the internet? I mean, like photos. Like I mean, when you still can, but no, didn't your dad or your mom like ever print out pictures like on a printer paper and then like cut it out? Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> like that. Um, but she hides her face as he passes. There's a knock on the window, and it's an older woman asking if she can help her with something. But she's like, oh, I'm just waiting for someone. And then she speeds off. Okay. She's the opposite of waiting. Of waiting, right. Yeah. Um, she basically just makes a U-turn and then waits for a car before following it into a driveway. She works up her nerve and then gets out of the car. She asks the man if he's Gabe Michaels. And he says yes. So she tells him her name and he like does not react. Um, she mentions her mother's name and he doesn't react. So finally she pulls out a photo and hands it to him thinking, saying, I think I may be your daughter. Dun, dun, dun. His wife looking over his shoulder asks if he knows the woman in the photo. And he's like, Oh, I do. But like way before we met, honey, no problem. Now is this girl Amanda Bynes? And are we no. in England? No, because this movie is fucked so up. This is not, in fact, what a girl wants. One of the best, no. but most forgotten of the 2000s uh, teen movies. 
forgotten my ass. I love that movie. Um, so they go inside and talk and she tells them that she thought her dad was dead until her mother died last month from breast cancer. And now she's living out of her car because they had no savings or anything. So their kid, AJ comes in and he's a sullen teenager as you could ever find. Um, he like, he like stomps up the stairs, you know, and slams his door. So Gabe starts asking what Caitlin's plans are about the future, about college and a job. And I'm like, dude, calm down, bro. Right. Like you met like 15 seconds ago. Okay. Um, finally his wife, um, his wife was like, can you just take a seat? And then he asks Caitlin to stay for dinner. And, like, reading back over these notes, like, knowing how this ends, it's so fucked up. Also, knowing how this ends, it's so fucked up. Dude, if that story is real, I'm going to freaking jump off my balcony. I swear to God. Um, So, after dinner, Gabe and his wife are arguing while Caitlin watches TV. AJ comes down and actually talks to her. So um, Gabe comes in and gives AJ the old, this might be your sister talk. And he doesn't take that well. So I'm sorry. I like that you said gives him the old, this might be your sister talk. Like this is a very common talk that every American family has. Totes normal. Um, <laughs> so Caitlin's like, I should go. And then she hugs Gabe and then runs out into the rain crying. So the wife chases her down and tells her to come inside. She comes in and gets ready for bed while her possible brother leers at her from the hallway. Um, Mom comes upstairs and is like, here's my robe. And she's like, also, my name's Liz. Nice to meet you. (laughs) I don't know why I thought you meant she was wearing it and offered it to her. And I was like, she was. Oh, no. And then just like, she, like trips down and hands it to her because like I'm well, uncomfortable. No, she had like she had pajamas on underneath, but she's oh. like, but Caitlin is wearing like a, a wife beater and like boxer shorts. And you know, AJ, who's 16 and just like a walking hormone, is standing in the hallway, um leering after his his new sister, which I would say is terrible, but we're not through the rest of the story. Right. <laughs> No, okay, so for unknown reasons, I cannot explain except that I was ADHDing. I thought she just like walked in and there was some kind of weird like sexual tension and she was like, here's my robe. And I was like, I don't like this Lifetime After Dark thing going on here. <laughs> oh, you're really not going to like it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, and she's like finally like oh call me liz you know because she's like thank you mrs call me whatever um no not that um the next morning liz is on the phone in a different robe while caitlin eavesdrops (laughs) aj comes downstairs all smiles asking if she'll be around later mom comes in and offers to drive him to school but he immediately loses a smile and is like dad's taking me and he storms out great very mature love Mm -hmm. it Liz asks Caitlin about what her day will be like. And Caitlin says that Gabe is going to take her for a blood test. 
Just and then out of nowhere, Caitlin. Battle taking your might be sister for a blood test gag. Yeah. Um, then out of nowhere, Caitlin just hugs Liz and tells her to have a good day. Later, after Liz goes off to work, um, Caitlin looks around and snoops through the house. She looks at Liz's clothes and like holds them all up to herself. And then she tries on her jewelry, which that feels really personal. This gives me the heebies. I'm not. I'm not a fan. Oh yeah, this whole story gives me the fucking heebies. And then she goes through her pills, one of which is our very favorite Clonopin. It's nap time, finally. Yay! <laughs> um, Liz goes running with her friend, who asks her if she's really ready to go back. I wrote back to school. I don't know why <laughs> because Liz was going back to her job at work. Where's she been? She was in the mental hospital. Oh, so she okay. had like a, a nervous breakdown, has been in the hospital. I and mean, then it she was gets 2020. Out. We've all been there. Yeah. And then she gets out and this girl like drives up and is like, I think you're my dad. And then. Yeah. Oh, this is real suspicious. So, uh-uh. Okay. Oh, honey. I mean, I had this figured out from the start, but the like the way it gets there is oh i cannot wait okay um so liz is like no i'm fine and they keep running so aj is at school meanwhile staring staring down a pretty girl aj you gonna go jail for that (laughs) his friend tells him to stop staring at her and go talk to her um he tries to go talk to her and she totally just like turns away you know caitlin goes to work at the record store and tells um her manager slash friend all about her meeting with them and how nice they were etc um liz goes to work and everyone's like super happy to have her back like liz like literally like high fives in the hallway like oh welcome back okay that would be so weird right um I don't know. I work at an adult place of business, so I work. I mean, with you work. Adults. You work in a school with children. You don't high five your. I mean, I so I high five children, but not my coworkers. Okay. Also, I'm um, not anyways. known for liking very many of my coworkers, so there is that. I mean, same, but also I work from home, so it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's real sad when your only coworker is your cat, and you don't like many of your coworkers. So. Oh. I love my coworker, my cat. I don't, there, there are certain people that I work with that like in meetings take up all the time in the world. And I'm like, I am so glad reclaiming I've never my met time. you. Reclaiming my time. Oh my God. And I'm like, you are the most obnoxious person I've ever heard who, whose voice I've ever heard because I've never even seen some of these people. Can you turn your camera on so I can judge you completely, please? so yeah it's super weird um anyways um yeah except so everyone's happy to have her back except her boss who tells her that she's made him a lot of money over the years but her little like stunt and antics like really lost him a lot of money so she better like you sir yeah fuck you very much i literally wrote 
um, this guy is already canceled. <laughs> um, Liz tries to explain how she's really working on herself and how she's like going to therapy for all the, you know, stress that she was under before, um, which I can guarantee you having seen this entire movie were all caused by her husband. So, um, uh, yeah. Um, so, when she comes home from work, she hears music playing and goes downstairs and finds Gabe and Caitlin. Um, Gabe is playing a guitar and Caitlin is singing in the basement. Were they singing Chasing they That Neon Rainbow? No. Hey. Um, Caitlin excuses herself and goes upstairs. Liz and Gabe talk about how she has to have a job because Gabe doesn't earn, which I thought was like, chef's kiss like like she was like talking about he was like are you sure you're ready to go back to work and she's like i have to because you don't earn yes which was great because she didn't say you don't work right because then he could be like you know i i work all the time she's like no you don't earn any money that's wonderful because it's not like (laughs) well we had an arrangement i stay home with the kids or anything like that it Mm-mm. I love that. Get it. I do too. Um, they talk about Caitlin and Liz says that maybe it would be better if Caitlin stayed someplace else. But Gabe whines and um, then he's like, well, I'll go tell her that she can't stay here. And then, of course, Liz, who's being like gaslit as hell, is like, no, don't tell her that. Like, that's mean. Like, it's fine. Just go tell her we all died. That's easier. And then Liz apologizes to Gabe. No, poor thing. She's like, I'm sorry you had a child when I didn't know you. And then you didn't know about them for 19 years. And then they suddenly showed up in our lives and I got mad at you because I'm the one that has to support this family. Like, please forgive me yeah no i no i can already see some cancellations in the future also in the present aj and his friends come home arguing about like i don't know teenage boy stuff like video games and uh, superheroes yeah Mm -hmm. that's you have a teenage boy i do but also like he just comes in and eats everything Oh, that's fair. He comes home and he's like, oh, where are the snacks? And I'm like, oh, they're here. He doesn't, yeah. And then he disappears in his room and I don't see him for 48 hours. I mean, that's fair. That's 100% fair. (laughs) (laughs) They start to play a game and Caitlin comes down to join them. She's hot. So all the guys like stop and they're like, never seen a hot girl before in my whole life. Um. Also, oh, so, AJ is one of those people, and I'm like, dude, that's your sister, <laughs> right? Fuck. Um. So let me tell you a fun story, and this is okay. more fun for you than even for our listeners because you know Sarah personally, and you know how um not self centered she is, and like how very humble she is. She oh, God, yeah. loves going to like GameStop with me. Oh, 
because mm-hmm. guys will like the gamer guys there will literally just stop and stare at her oh i love to go to gamestop right i love to go to gamestop and buy stuff for my kid because everyone there like turns around to stare at me right so what i really love is free comic book day oh yeah because i get to be the cool mom who brings home a shit ton of comic books and right? all attention turns on me when i walk in that store right every and- single eye in that store and like sarah is never attention seeking and so it's just funny that the mm-hmm. day that one day i was like hey i'm gonna run up to gamestop and she was like can i go with you and i was like i mean yeah that's fine and she was like hold on attention and she's like putting on a cardigan and i was like are you Dr. Sarah, what you got going on here? Who are you trying to impress up at GameStop? I love the idea that at home you call her Dr. Sarah. Always. (laughs) Always. She's just your dominatrix. 1,000%. Oh, man. Her sister listens to this show. Um, Amy, I'm going to need you to text me again about how I'm your favorite. Oh, I sure did text her as soon as we finished recording last week and just said, I hate you. (laughs) And she was like, I don't know what you're talking about, brother. (laughs) Um, Amy, hit me up after hearing that story and let me know your feelings. I'll share them live next week. Um, anyway, so Liz pops in and asks if they could make, if she could maybe like make them something or if they're hungry and AJ's like, we are fine. And he rolls his eyes and I'm like, wow, he is an angry child. Right. Cause who turns down a plate of pizza rolls? We'll get to it. And it's very sad, but, oh. um, but I wrote here, children are such a delight to have in your home and to cherish. <laughs> <laughs> Because literally, like, I'll walk in my son's room and he'll be like, Mom. I'm like, you're not even doing anything. What is wrong with you? Teenagers are essentially terrorists. Yeah, they are. Also, I have Um, bright red zits that are glowing in this screen. I am essentially a teenager. You have one on your nose that I I can't stop looking at. Thank God we wear masks at work. But, like, what the hell is happening to me? Wash your face, damn. All the time with my nice sugar scrub. I'm just joking. I don't know what is going on with me. I am reverting. Maybe my voice will finally change. Maybe I'm going through puberty at long last. (laughs) (laughs) So then Caitlin starts tickling AJ on his thigh? Oh, hard pass. That's your brother, allegedly. And AJ sees his mom, like, looking at them, and he's like, get out! Like, dude, that's your sister. What? No. No. Are you... Okay, Aaron, I have a question. Uh-huh. Are you sure you're on Lifetime and not Pornhub.com? Because I'm pretty <laughs> sure this is a whole category on Pornhub. Oh, it is, but no, I'm pretty. I'm sure I'm on Lifetime. <laughs> um. Anyways, Caitlin is like when he screams at his mom. Caitlin's like, "Uh, that was really mean." And um, I'm like, "You were the one like grabbing him on his inner 
by. So right. After the friend leaves, um, they're still playing and they talk about what's up with AJ and his mom. Caitlin talks about her mom a little too. You know, the one who died. And um, later they listen to a record while dinner is being served, the whole family. They all joke about Gabe's music career. Caitlin tells everyone she got a job at the record store, which is super weird since she already went to work and it seems like they already knew her. Right. Um, Gabe busts out the sparkling wine and they have a toast, but Caitlin spills wine all over herself. And Gabe cleans her up a little too much. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. For his daughter. Um, Caitlin asks Liz if she can take AJ to go get some ice cream later, but Liz freaks out and says no. But Gabe is like, no, y'all can go. Liz is just being Liz, you know. Um, So Liz storms off to take a pill, and then she flushes it instead. Like, sis, that's prescribed to you. You don't need to flush it. Like, you have, like, a hundred of them. Maybe just put it back in the bottle for when you need it. Right. I don't know. Right. Um. And I, this is the first time I wrote, this movie is super weird. <laughs> yeah. Um. They see the girl, so AJ and uh, Caitlin go get ice cream, and they see the girl that AJ likes, so AJ, so Caitlin pretends to be his date. No. I, Aaron, I'm canceling the rest of this review. Synopsis. No. Play um, by play. I have, like, I have to get through this. It is box. Um, so the next day at Caitlin's job, AJ comes in to see her on her first day. When he mentions this, her coworker gives her like a funny look, but doesn't say anything. Um, and then AJ's friend starts hitting on her, so she has to like deal with that. <laughs> um, Caitlin asks AJ to walk her home, and they talk more about his mom and um, how. She used to be really cool and super funny until a few months ago when she went crazy and started being super cruel and working all the time. He says one night he got mad and yelled at her because teenagers and she yelled back at him that he was a huge mistake and was the reason she was married to Gabe, which ruined her life. Oh, okay. Yikes. I'm like big yikes. Mm. The next day, she did the same thing at work, and that's how she ended up in the hospital and was diagnosed with her mental condition, which they don't ever say what it is. Um, He talks about how weird it is to have his mom back in the house, and he's like, I'm super glad you showed up when you did, because it kind of broke the the weird vibe. Right. Which I think is wrong. She she brought Uh, the weird vibe. I Um, agree. When Liz gets home from work, the rest of the family is making burgers on the grill. She sees Gabe rubbing Caitlin's back and gets all weirded out. Um, AJ acts, AJ, AJ's like actually glad to see her. And she ruins that by saying she has a ton of work to do. So she's going to go work in her office. I'm oh, like, oh, okay. no, 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 don't. Um, um Gabe goes in to talk to her later, and Liz says that she's not comfortable with him and Caitlin. She says it was 
like their interactions are intimate and romantic. And she's like, I know that it's romantic because you used to touch me like that. Well, I mean, call a spade a spade. So Gabe gets really gaslighty, but also like it's his daughter, maybe. Hypothetically. And I just wrote, I don't know, this movie is weird. <laughs> um, but they end up laughing, which is also weird. Um, and then this is where I wrote, this story cannot be real. <laughs> okay. That's why you just write it off. Yeah. Later, Liz lays in bed awake while Gabe sleeps and she hears a noise. She goes into the hall and notices Caitlin's bed is empty. As she's going downstairs, she runs into Caitlin on the stairs who is just getting a glass of water. The next morning, Liz is looking for a file she knows she worked on, but she can't find it. Her boss is in a mood, so he sends her home when she can't find it. When she comes home, Caitlin is cleaning the living room floor, and um, Liz like pops off at her and accuses her of stealing a file which if Caitlin would like to come clean my living room I will welcome her with open arms right um, she storms up to Caitlin and asks if she used her computer last night and accuses her of deleting the file Caitlin's like uh no like what the fuck why would I delete something from your computer and she leaves later um, Caitlin is talking to Gabe on the porch and he puts his hand on her shoulder um, and then Gabe goes in and confronts Liz about it and they get into a fight. So Liz starts screaming at him about bills and money and Gabe starts screaming at her saying, what if you relapse? No one will ever hire you ever again. And like, I, this is where I'm like, don't you have a therapist? Aren't these things you would talk about in therapy? Right. Like you had a breakdown. In, right. Um, the next day, Caitlin's at work and her friend asks her why AJ thought it was her first day. And she doesn't really have the answers. She just says she feels guilty about being in all of their lives. AJ comes to the store and he's followed by the girl he has a crush on. So Caitlin like hooks it up and um, she tells AJ to text him some to text her sometimes. She's like, the the girl like Jackie she's like I'm dead. like you should text me bye so he gets so excited about this that he kisses Caitlin no we're I mean we're still under the premise that that's his sister mm-hmm. so I just wrote, what is this movie? play no no um. So Liz and her friend are running and Liz is like running and her friend is like, what the fuck? And so Liz tells her about the weird feeling she has about Caitlin and how she feels crazy. Her friend gives her some advice. So later she goes and knocks on AJ's door and asks about dinner. He says he's not very hungry. So she comes in and asks if he's okay. She apologizes for everything that happened before and they hug and make up, which is great. Later, while everyone is eating, Caitlin comes in and rushes upstairs. Um, AJ comes in after that and talks to her about, like, what happened between them. But Liz overhears them and starts freaking out. So she goes to run on the treadmill. Caitlin comes downstairs and is like, hey, like, if I did something wrong, like, I'm sorry. Um, 
I didn't mean to like put you out or whatever. So Liz confronts her again about who she is and what she wants from them. They start yelling at each other. So Gabe and AJ come in. Caitlin says she can't do this anymore and leaves handing Gabe a paper as she walks out. It's the DNA results and Gabe, you are the father. Gabe is the father? We'll get there. The next day at school, AJ is talking to his friend about how things are super fucked up again with his mom. Liz and AJ throw a Gabe a birthday party and seem to get along for a while, which is nice. Um, upstairs, Gabe and Caitlin are talking and saying that and Caitlin's saying that she thinks she should go. But Gabe begs her not to. Um, so she decides to stay. Liz calls her friend from running to talk about the DNA results, who suggests she try like an olive branch with Caitlin. So she walks through her presentation with her boss at work, and her computer goes crazy, but she manages to get it back up and nail the presentation, which is awesome. Later at the party, Gabe is performing for everyone at his own birthday party? Oh, I perform for people at my birthday all the time. Like, that's not a joke. Okay. Does that surprise everyone you at all? Everyone is... No. <laughs> everyone is impressed and happy. <laughs> Liz apologizes to Caitlin. Caitlin apologizes to Liz, and they hug. Gabe, Gabe introduce her, introduces her, uh, Caitlin, to a guy named Paul who hits on her. Later, Gabe is opening present and opens a romantic getaway from Liz. Unfortunately, he gets distracted by Caitlin and Paul flirting, so he has to go outside and start a fight with Paul. Um, please don't fight me. I'm not very good at it anymore. I used to be. <laughs> I used to be good at Paul, fighting, but I'm old now. Paul, it turns out, is AJ's friend's older brother so like the friend that he hangs out with all the time it's his older brother okay so they all leave and aj's friend leaves and then aj leaves and then he and liz get into a fight because gabe's a fucking weirdo um gabe's like i know how young guys are and i i didn't want him touching my daughter and that was a mistake and blah 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 and then they get in a huge fight so he can gaslight the fuck out of her and blame her for everything that happened that day Great. So Liz is like, I'm sleeping in the basement and walks out. He goes to talk to Caitlin, who is packing because this is all way too much for her. And I agree. Right. This is too much. Um, he says not to leave like this. So she stays. The next morning, Liz um, asks after her laptop and leaves a note for AJ that she'll be home for dinner before leaving for work. Gabe drives to Sean's house on. Gabe drives to Sean's house on his motorcycle to talk to AJ. He offers to take him to school, and they talk. Gabe accuses Paul of fondling Caitlin and says it's important to him that AJ realize that it, he came from a good place. And I just were you though? Was anyone in this movie coming from a good place? Is my question. Except yes, for maybe Liz. We'll yeah. <laughs> um, so AJ gets on the bike and asks Gabe if he, if he and Liz are going to split up. And AJ says he wants his mom to get better. And Liz, 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 Liz needs them more than ever now. So as they're driving, they talk about how AJ kissed Caitlin. And Gabe's like, you can't do that anymore. And I'm like... 
wait that like that's your father son talk after your son kisses his sister like hey bruh that wasn't cool not okay um liz arrives at work for her big presentation but of course it doesn't work the file is corrupted and liz starts freaking out back in her office her boss is screaming at her he fires her so she goes to Caitlin's work and pulls her away from a customer to like scream at her about the presentation being missing. I mean, fair. Um, uh, they start arguing. And so her friend, the manager comes over and spills the beans that Caitlin's been working there for three months. Caitlin apologizes for lying, but says she just wanted to be a part of their family. Liz screams in her ear that she's a liar and then storms out. On her way home, she's talking on her cell phone while driving, which is a no-no, um, to her running friend and her running friends. I just don't think Gabe would have those those kinds of feelings for his own daughter, which is I mean, true. But I think you are. I think you are right, Heather. And she's like, and, and yeah, this is when Liz is like, I don't think she is his daughter. Um, her friend says she would need proof. So she starts running, rummaging through Caitlin's things. She then speeds off to someplace else. Meanwhile, Gabe arrives at the, oh, fuck. I don't think it's, um, Gabe arrives at the record store to deal with Caitlin, who once again is like, I can't do this anymore. And Gabe's like, I'm going to divorce Liz and we can't lose this thing we have between us. And Caitlin's like, that's going to take too long, and this is too hard, and then they just start making out. Like you do. You know, whenever your no. long-lost daughter threatens to leave your family forever, so you make out with her, everyone's like, done literally, it. I knew it was coming to this place, but when it got there, I was like, what? Like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Liz drives to the DNA place, but it's just a locked gate. And now she's speeding around town trying to find out information about Caitlin and her mother. The man at the office she goes to says he doesn't have access to information in other states, but she begs and begs, so he makes a call. It turns out Caitlin's mom isn't dead. She's in prison. So Liz, thinking that she's warning her dutiful husband about a dangerous human being, calls Gabe and leaves a message telling him that the that that this what did I write here she calls Gabe and leaves a message that the DNA results are fake and she thinks Caitlin might be dangerous that is what I meant to type um, AJ's at school and his friend is talking about how um, his friend Sean is like dude my brother's like super mad about the Caitlin thing and he tells AJ, AJ quote if your dad wants to get with his own daughter, that's fine. Just tell him to leave my brother out of it. <laughs> so AJ kicks his ass. Like, yeah. This um, whole... teacher pulls. What the fuck is this movie? Oh, I we just... have not even. We're not even there yet. We're just on the way. How are we? Oh my god. So a teacher like pulls AJ off and is like, "You're suspended." And then instead of calling his parents or something they just let him run home so aj's like running and gabe and caitlin arrive home and start making out she says that he shouldn't have kissed her at work and he's like i couldn't help it anymore um aj runs home and finds gabe and caitlin having sex oh my god what? okay i 
accidentally bought a ticket on the wrong bus and I need off immediately. I pulled that string like the emergency brake. No. And I need off right now. No. Um so he runs out of the room and just then Liz comes home. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Poor Liz. Poor Liz is like, I am trying to get over a nervous fucking breakdown. Could everybody sit down? Um, she comes home and like AJ runs down the stairs and like hugs his mom, like crying. Um, Gabe comes downstairs first and AJ rats him out like straight away. He's like, he was upstairs having sex with Caitlin. Oh my God. Um, my God. Can you imagine coming home from work and like, that's what you're met with? So just at the same time, like, so Gabe runs downstairs, he's like putting on a t-shirt and you know, AJ's like, he was having sex with Caitlyn. And this is like just now Caitlyn starts coming down the stairs putting on Gabe's shirt. Oh, shit. I thought you were going to say Liz's robe, but it was going to come all the way back around. No. Um, So Gabe, like, comes down the stairs and Liz just slaps the shit out of him, as she should. Yeah. Um, So then she, like goes over to Caitlin who's still standing on the stairs and asks how long this has been going on and Caitlin meekly replies that it started while she was in the hospital my god Gabe is like there was no big plan to, and I didn't do anything to you it just happened I didn't do anything to you cheating is not a passive motherfucker um so they fight and i mean they fight finally the the fucking like you see the penny drop right liz figures out it was gabe that erased her files it was not caitlin oh then i feel a little so she'd been going after caitlin the whole time and it wasn't even her i feel a little bad but but not a lot of bad because caitlin Caitlin had a part she played in this whole thing and she deserved oh, to be screamed at. Oh, no, no, no. No, wait, wait. Um, so she, so Liz like flies into a rage and she picks up Gabe's guitar and Gabe hits himself in the face with it while trying to get it away. Yes! <laughs> while chasing that neon rainbow plays in the background. Beautiful. Um, so Liz takes it outside and just smashes it in the front yard. And while all this is going on, the neighbors like start to come up. With, and then she turned around and was like, out. what's my middle name? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. So um, Gabe is like crying over his guitar and Liz kicks him in the stomach as he like leans He's singing that Taylor yeah. Swift. She's the reason for the teardrops yeah. on my guitar. Um, then he gets mad at Liz and pushes her down, and she hits her head like on a on, like a rock, like um, sidewalk. And AJ's like, "No!" So then he starts beating the shit out of his dad. Yes. The fuck. Um, um, so then Caitlin, meanwhile, is just standing on the porch, like in this oversized, like man shirt, like <laughs> um, she starts stuffing Liz's jewels in a bag and just like runs off. No. 
so the meanwhile, the neighbors pull them all off of each other, and Liz tell, tells Gabe to get some clothes on and get the fuck out of our house. Um, everyone agrees, like all the neighbors, and so he goes inside to get him his stuff. As he walks past Caitlin, he's like, "Come on, Caitlin!" And she's like, "Nah." She gets in her car and leaves. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Gabe just stands there with his bloody nose and half a guitar, watching. And then we cut to some time later. Um, Liz is on the phone talking about a job. Um, she's like accepting a new position. AJ, Jackie, his new girlfriend, and Sean are all sitting around playing games. Um, Liz brings them nachos, and Sean tells AJ, like, your mom is so cool, and also she's super hot. And so AJ's like, oh, my God, don't be the worst. And so – and then um, Liz, like, is joking around with them, and he's like, hey, come play with us. And so she sits down and plays games with them, and that's the end. Aww. Okay. The story was fucked up. Okay, are you ready? No. Okay, so this week um, I used... Um, luckily, Reddit had some good information. Nope. Wik- Wikipedia, the New York Times. Um, nope. In 1997, 54-year-old Liz Kensington went to the... No! no. I'm just totally kidding. <laughs> I was about to freak the fuck out. So, um, I talk about an incestuous ride to right. I don't even know where. So, I I did lots of research to try to find the inspiration behind this movie because Lifetime will live and die on this hill that this is inspired or like based on a true story. I don't, I don't remember. Here's the thing I don't doubt that it is because I don't doubt that some 19 year old girl and a grown ass old man who wanted to get fucked came up with this idea that like pretend that you're my daughter. Like, that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Right. Don't put it past. An old ass white man and a nineteen year old stupid girl to come up with this idea, right? Um, so that said, I mean, I've done some fucked up shit in my life, but I've never done that. So good for me. That said, um, bustle, which is usually the first to have information on cases like this, basically says yes. um, it might be based on a true story, but they're very tight lipped about what true story it's based on. So we can't find any evidence that points to any real case. I mean, what I'm hoping is that there's no real evidence because the freaking judgment is sealed and poor Liz walked away with like zillions of dollars. Right. Even Uh, though her husband didn't earn anything, he had like a trust fund or something and she got all of it. Right. Because literally, like that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Like I'm going to bring my mistress into my house and have her pretend to be my daughter. Well, I just want to know, like, how did they think that was going to play out? Like, right. Is it, is it like, okay, they're going to get divorced. And then he's going to be like, Oh, AJ, uh, she's not your sister. She is my wife. <laughs> Surprise. And now you're your uncle. <laughs> like what did they think was gonna happen i now suddenly terrifying do you ever watch superstore 
I have watched a little bit of it, but I've never watched the whole thing. My brother is like obsessed with it. I have watched almost every episode, which I think should surprise everybody considering it's like still running and I have watched it all. Well, and considering you don't right watch that's TV. what i'm saying like if i've watched anything it's that it's old and i've binged it but like this is a current show that i'm up to date with but i just picture i picture that it's um Bo cheyenne's husband that, that that's the dad like so in any case instead of trying to rack my brain trying to like get to the 19th page of google I instead found actual secret second family stories. Yes. Um, I am here for this. I love these stories. They're so fucked up. And but so, like in a good way. Sev- most of these are pretty short. Um, but um, these are people who found out their dads had secret second families or like they are telling the story of their friends or their relatives who fr- found out that their dads had these second families um most of them well, if you listen to, if you listen to wine and crime Kenyon's dad has a second family oh i didn't realize that mm-hmm. um so she is not in contact with her father but he right. does have like a second family so these are all from reddit um and they were um there are several threads and then the last one is actually an ask me anything that i took all of her answers and compiled into um, a- as close to a story together as I could get. So this first Redditor. Reddit is like the best and worst place on the internet. Right. So can and I, I mean that? And I'm just going to drink this like sparkling booze and enjoy myself. Yes. Now keep in mind that it is Reddit, so we can only take it at face value, but there's something about right. the anonymity that leads me to believe that leads me to more to be more willing to believe when people are anonymous. I tend to believe them more often. Like, what have you to lose? To be honest, yeah, I, yeah, no, I I see that, and like, this comes a lot, up a lot. And I haven't even watched the season of The Bachelor, so I feel bad like comparing this to The Bachelor. But this comes up a lot when like people show up and are like, "Oh, by the way, I was dating that guy, and then he ghosted me and went on the show." Like. And then he won and, and then he came back and like tried to get back, you know, right. but it's like, everyone's always like, oh, they're looking for their 15 minutes. What do they have to gain? Right. Literally, the only thing they're going to get is hate from people. They're right. not going to get people like, oh, go girl. Like, no. Right. So, yeah. All right. No. So, um, so yeah, I, I'm with you on like uh, believing people that step forward with these stories. So this is Redditor Soul Soul Illy eighteen says, after my parents' ten year anniversary, after my parents' ten year anniversary church wedding, someone called the church registrar saying that she was the legal wife. The secretary from the registrar proceeded to call my mom to inform her about it. My mom did investigations on her own a full week after the event. She eventually found out that my dad had a daughter with his mistress and had been staying with them five days a week. His excuse was always, work is hectic, so I might as well stay with so- stay at someone's place. Yeah, right. Mom decided to end their relationship and the whole family was in chaos. That is crazy. And you know, like, 
I don't know. I'm I'm torn on this issue because I feel like people always blame like the other woman when like you should be blaming the guy. He right. is the one that made vows to two different people. And also like I I don't know what situation and this is just me. I don't know what situation I would ever be comfortable in in my husband being gone five days a week. Right. And me never going to see him, never like like just not being in contact that whole time. Right. I'm a It's just so crazy to me. I'm a very jealous and codependent person and I know that about myself. And so I would be suspicious if Sarah just suddenly had to stay at work five days a week. Like I'm not super jealous, but I am very like I demand a lot of attention. And so if I'm not getting all of that attention and it's like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm away at work five days a week. I'm like, oh, well, I'll come stay with you. Right. No, see, I'm jealous. My brain tells me that everybody hates me. Like it's part of my depressive episode. Like part of my depression is that, is the lie that see, I'm, not, I'm the I'm problem. I'm not jealous. I, I'm not jealous. I just, because and that's my downfall in the fact that I'm not jealous. So gotcha. when like shit happens, I'm just like, oh, that's no big deal. But really it is. Gotcha. All right. You know? So this next one comes from Anyways. Redditor Annalee13. When my friend's okay. dad died, two families showed up at the funeral. It's like that Jesus Carrie Christ. Underwood song. Two black Have Cadillacs. you seen the guy that he had a obituary posted from his wife and from his girlfriend? Uh-uh. The guy had two wives and five kids total. No one knew anything. It was a huge so- shock, and it basically messed up everyone involved. Many years oh, later, shit. right? Many years later, my friend is close and has a good relationship with his half siblings, but his mom and sisters never really got over it and pretend they don't exist. That's sad. It is. Um. So this. That's sad because here's the thing: like the kids in those situations didn't do anything wrong. Right. Like if, if he has kids with another woman, like that is all like his fault. Those kids didn't do anything wrong. Right. Like it's a, a you know, it reminds me of, you know, big little lies. Yeah. 100%. You know, and a big little lies. And they're like, she's in Nicole Kidman's like, no, you deserve this. Like he's his kid. Spoiler alert, it's been out for four years. What are you doing? Um, also, go follow us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Lifetime Sentence. I told you I'd get it in there. Yes. Also, real good story this week. Oh, my God. Yes. Okay. If you want to hear Paul's brush with true crime, go join our Patreon this week. Patreon.com slash Lifetime Sentence. The story is insane and you will love it you will laugh your ass off which is the best the best kind of story absolutely Uh, (laughs) all right i didn't want to interrupt you i thought you were going to continue and then i realized it was my turn to talk um so this next story is from redditor brandon versus world says I found out my dad had a daughter after my parents divorced. When I was 18, looking at his tax return for college financial aid, it showed a girl's name as a dependent. I never asked him about it until a few years back when she contacted me on social media asking if I was her brother. 
So I hope that one turned out well. Like the way he worded that sounds like they sounds like that he was they maybe talk. Yeah. Um. This is Reddit user Goddamn Arms Race. Oh Goddamn Arms Race, love it. This (laughs) fantasy. My dad had a daughter with a Nicaraguan woman who lived in America. And when I was younger, he would go to America on work trips. He, they put in quotes, he got banned from America after overstaying. And my mother knew the entire time. They never said anything my entire life. Then I met a person with an unusual name on a small gaming forum talked about it to my parents and everyone lost their shit because it turned out she was my half sister. They verified it and everything and had to cough up the photos. I still have. Now she's the only person who's remotely related to me that I can stand. So like, I mean, (laughs) for obvious reasons, but can you imagine just like randomly like falling into the same hobbies as your is the long lost half sister like that is so cool i mean i can um i don't know i feel like in the south and you can correct me if i'm wrong about this and it's just like my experience i feel like in the south like long lost children are more common maybe i don't i don't know like I knew of several, several scandals that could get powerful people in trouble where they've had another family, another child, um, or people that have, you know, grown up their whole lives and then met like a long lost. I know several people in those types of situations. Interesting. Like personally, which is. You also knew a lot more powerful weird. people. Like you forget that I came from trash. I didn't associate with people who (laughs) I knew if I knew anybody, it was the squirreled away secret family that they were trying to hide. I did not know the people who would have had the secret. Like I literally could ruin a judge's life. And I thought about it for a good cause though, like to get Ted Cruz out of office. Oh man. Okay. So how do we get this done? Um, because do we just in educate him about Paris? Is that what we do to can somebody send him a, a map and a history book? Oh, Greta Thunberg already did. I love she her. She's all over that shit. I, I love, her, love so her. I can't much. wait to live in a country run by Amanda Gorman and Greta Thunberg. <laughs> right. Okay, so I was not necessarily the biggest Greta Thun- Thunberg fan until her post about Trump getting on Marine One, and she's like, he looks like a kindly old man just flying away for the weekend or whatever. Like, <laughs> it was just everything I wanted. Um, She's a queen she is uh this next post is from redditor marmoset and sure they say this happened to my wife's friend the father was oh no the father was a fireman and his two daughters lived down the block it turns out he had a second family also with daughters a few blocks away the second woman knew he had a wife and kids but they never told their daughters The fireman did one of those safety talks in school and gave a hug to one of the daughters from the second family before he left. 
my wife's friend witnessed the father hugging a girl in another class and asked about it at a dinner. Things went downhill from there. Wait, at dinner or at a dinner? Like those are two different At dinner, things. sorry. Okay. No, at no, I just wanted to <laughs> at a dinner at a firefighter at dinner. A oh my dinner, gosh. <laughs> it's, it's like a different a whole different uh, vibe than at dinner. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that would have been so much better. <laughs> yeah, that's what I need. Um, Man Bear Batman says, I had a friend in high school who started dating this girl that had the same last name as him. No. Turns out she was his half-sister. No. And his dad was raising two families he kept secret from each other. Can Oh my God. Do you think his dad just sat him down and was like, hey, don't kiss your sister, bruh? Like, that was the whole conversation? They just showed... Can you imagine being the person that your father sits you down and is like, you can't date that girl because that's your sister? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. There is no... I would have to squeeze... I would never... I would never recover. I would have to squeeze Crest directly onto my tongue, just like... Just... No, like, I would be... I would be drinking bleach, like the weird COVID people. Um... (sighs) So bad. Reddit user, I'm... I'm out of trash says I love Reddit names. They're all wonderful. Me too. They're the best. I'm out of trash says I found out my dad had a secret daughter. My mom and I knew her and thought she was just my cousin. Turns out my dad had an affair with his brother's wife. So she was kind of my sister and kind of my cousin at the same time. She just showed up one day saying she came to visit and gave my dad a letter she had written. I never read it myself, but it was apparently very emotional saying she hated knowing she was lying to everyone. My mom didn't seem to be affected by by it much, but my parents got a divorce a year later. I think my uncle, who thought she was his daughter for 19 years, took it the hardest. Oh, I'm done. I'm I'm leaving. You're the one who was like, I love these stories. And I was like, hold up. I got the I do. I do. I do. But like, what the Fuck. No, I love these stories for like the shock value. The shock value, yeah. And then I imagine myself in the situation. I'm Uh like, oh my God. Hey, just word of wisdom to everyone listening. Don't fuck your siblings' spouses unless you have an agreement. And then even then, I wouldn't recommend it. I don't, you know what? No, I'm going to go further. Like, don't make an agreement with your sibling to fuck their spouse. That's That's gross. That's what I'm saying. Like, Let's just like not. your brother's penis has been there. Let's like, just no. It's like you're having sex with your brother, which is gross. Don't do it. <laughs> oh my god, that's our next T-shirt. <laughs> no, our next T-shirt. What was it? We talked about it yesterday. Oh, the the one from our group text that only made sense to seven people. Yeah. I don't remember. I'll have to scroll back and find it. Still going on a shirt. 
You'll all love it, I promise. Um, let's see, where was that? If I could like um get some copyright from Shits Creek, I'd put one that was like hide your diamonds, hide your exits. I'm a little bit less. <laughs> um, M. Russell Blowhard says, Well, my wife recently found out she has at least eight half siblings. Eight. Eight half siblings. Apparently, another sibling did a DNA test and made her results public or something. One of the unknown half-siblings had done the same, and voila. You know, this is my fear with doing that, because I want to real bad. But, like, knowing what I know about people in my family and beyond, I don't, I don't know if I want to know. I want to you know? know, you know, I, I've got that morbid curiosity. I want to know. I do too, but uh, I, I've been through enough. That's true. Uh, we'll do this after you're through inventing yourself. We can do yeah. it together. We'll, we'll open our results live on camera on Patreon. <laughs> That'd be amazing. All right. Reddit user Cusselo says, a friend from work told me this story. Her sister married this guy who turned out to be having three affairs. When she gave birth to their son, the guy's mistress also gave birth about two weeks after. The idiot decided to name both of his sons the same first name and the kids shared the same middle name. Oh my God. So about three years later, his wife goes to get the birth certificate for her son and the lady in the office and gets the other gives her the one which belongs to the mistress's son, which is how she found out about the whole situation. They're divorced now. And it turns out the guy has 11 children with five different women. Dude, wear a condom. For real. Like I'm, nearly positive my dad's had more than one affair which at the end of the day like i'm not mad about it i don't care it's like whatever but i don't know if i could handle finding out i had another sibling i don't know maybe there's a cool one out there like maybe there's a real uh, rad no one. i'm 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 the cool one i know um, but like maybe but there's a second rad one who wants to get to meet you but like what if her name is erin but with an A and a silent H somewhere that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> she was a young girl. <laughs> All right. Uh, Redditor. But really, like, I have no, I have no, like, qualms about the fact that my dad's probably had an affair. I feel like most people's dads have. So. That's so sad. Just it's that true, statement though. is so sad. Um, but it's true. Redditor client not found says the kids started to get. Oh, sorry. I skipped a paragraph. <laughs> Just right in the middle of the story. You have to figure out the beginning yourself. It's a choose your own adventure. Well, situation. then the kids started to get suspicious. <laughs> My grandpa. Uh, we sent them all down to the river. My grandpa was one of those men that married two women, the married was in quotes, and had two families, both in the same city. From what my mom told me, he'd go on week-long business trips every other week. He managed to do this for about 15 years. The kids started to get older. 15 years! Yes! 
the kids started to get older and he decided he just liked one family more than the other. Unfortunately, it was not my mother's family he chose. He turned his back on three teenagers and a single mom in the 60s. It really messed them up. No joke. For real. I got to meet him only a few times. And all I can tell you about this man is his name and that I know he stayed with his other family the rest of his life. I mean, good for him for finding true love. I don't See, like, this is why I don't want to get married. Because, you know what, I don't, I don't want to get tangled into somebody else's, like, drama. Um, Let's see. Next, I have Reddit user Spider Bundles. Yay! This happened to two guys I went to school with. Their dad had a secret family for 14 years until both of his sons, who both had the same first, middle, and... And the last name ended up at the same high school together. In the same class, even. They also looked so similar to each other that they may as well have been twins. They both immediately confronted their parents in a, like, a, hey, something weird happened today. And that's it. The secret was out. The wife and the mistress left him not long after. The jig is up. But the half brothers mm-hmm. went on to be really good friends. Oh, oh, that's good for them. I feel like that could go one of two ways. Yeah, they could be like just fighting each other in the hallway, or be really good friends. And I'm glad they, you know, at the, at, in moments like these, I would assume that you need a person that knows what you're going through, and who else? Knows <laughs> right. Like, oh my, can you, I, oh my God. Hey, what do you call the person who is your grandmother's sister? My great aunt. Me too. But this person says grand aunt. And I find that interesting. So Hmm. they say this is Reddit user RYKNW01. So that's not witty or easy to say. Thanks. Mm -mm. Um. This happened to one of my grand aunts. She was in third or fourth grade and it was the first day of school during roll call. They called her name and she and another girl responded. It turned out they had the same first and last name, but different middle names. They became instant friends because they shared names, which is so like third and fourth grade. Like it's so like little kids. uh Like, Oh, we have the same name. and it's so fun. Yeah. Um, And they started talking about their families. They then realized that their dad also had the same first and last name and even middle name. And they looked very similar as well. So once my aunt aunt got home and told all of this to her mom, all hell broke loose. It turns out that they meet at camp and it turned out it was Lindsay Lohan and Lindsay Lohan. (laughs) Right. Um, It turns out that her father had been fathering children around the neighborhood and letting women use his last name for the babies. I think it came out that he had like children, 20 and 20 children in the neighborhood altogether. So do you listen to the family secrets podcast? No. Tell me about it. Okay. So it's hosted by this woman named Danny Shapiro. And actually I think her, story was recently turned into a documentary on hbo max okay um i think it's called the baby god okay so basically like her parents sought um a fertility doctor 
when they were trying to conceive her. And it wasn't until she grew up and did like a genetics test that it was that she had been the father. That it was the doctor. That I was have her heard father. this story. And that he had fathered like hundreds, hundreds yeah. of children. Yeah. Uh, In fact, I can't. Oh my God. This inspired. Uh, like this story inspired case, for uh, sure. Rizzoli and Isles or uh, one of the like sure. one of those investigative dramas. She wrote a dramas. book about it. Um, yeah. She was... wrote a book about it but then I think he also got arrested and um, put in jail and um, and then you know you have to deal with your own family and like the right. dynamics that come from that like it's wild but I love the Family Secrets podcast. It's really really good. I'm gonna have to listen to so. it. Um, let's... She like interviews people that have like huge family secrets. Interesting. That like changed their lives. Yeah, it's really good. So, um, this is. A... Anyways, that just reminded me of that. <laughs> this is a Reddit user, All Harlow's Eve, and I'm in the the last three, and they're longer ones. Okay. No so, um, All Harlow's Eve says, "I have two stories." First is my cousin's dad. He lived with my aunt for a while, buying food, taking their kid to daycare, doctor's appointments, school, whatever he had to do. But once every couple months, he'd go back to Tennessee to, quote, be with his family for a while. Naturally, everyone assumed that was his parents and siblings that still lived down there. We're in New England, but nope. After my aunt left him because he was being emotionally abusive and blaming her for every issue in his life, it came out that he, he had a fiancé in Tennessee who had multiple children of his, ranging from older than my cousin to toddler age. Why? Yep. Second is my boyfriend's dad. His mother found out shortly before she gave birth to him that a neighbor girl whose baby she had watched was actually the reason her man wasn't home most of the time, not work. So at seven months pregnant, his mom waddled out and completely cut off contact with him for things to do with my boyfriend, uh, except for things to do with my boyfriend. But by the time he was born, his dad had moved on. You're probably thinking that this doesn't really count, but hold on, it gets worse. Not long later, the dad, who I'll call Mario for simplicity, shacks up with a new woman, marries her quickly, and she pops out a couple kids. However, at the two-kid mark, he decides that she's not good enough, and he starts dating wife number two, who lived a city or two over. Mario lied to wife one, saying that he was working more than he, more than he was, and that he was visiting his parents. In reality, he was spending days with his new girlfriend, who he quickly got pregnant. Wife number one has another kid, and Mario can't deal with it, so he leaves. After divorcing wife number one, he marries wife number two. They have another kid, and everything's good, until Mario gets bored again. Then he starts dating a ton of women, and who knows how many kids are out there from those women. He meets wife number three and falls madly in love or lust. Wife number two is left, no warning. Just one day he's super lovey, the next his stuff is gone. Wife number three, however, is crazy, according to him, and refuses to give him the freedom his first two wives had. This marriage ends quickly, but I'm not sure if they had kids. With this track, track record, probably, but I'm not sure. So at this time, he's got a ton of babies. He's not paying any child support. He's not seeing any of them, and he's blaming the moms for not bothering to 
for him not bothering to see them. Then Mario meets this innocent, subservient little Catholic woman, like the stereotypical Catholic wife. He ends up knocking her up, marries her. They have twins. And then in the past few years, she finds out that he has all these other children from other marriages and they get married and he stops cheating. I don't believe the end, but she says, but who knows is the way all Harlow's Eve ends it. So like, they're not, they're super suspicious too. So there's that, but like I, there's a lot going on there. Yeah. There's a lot going on there. I just, I, like, what? What? <laughs> Okay, this next one is actually super heartbreaking to me. Um, and it was actually posted on one of the, like, I need advice because this is, like, currently happening to me subreddits. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, this woman says, the, oh, let me find her username. Um, <laughs> I want a dollar or 89 89- 899,728 and like girl same. Yeah. <laughs> but um the title was I female 32 just found out that my husband male 36 has a full-blown secret family because his other wife female 29 just knocked on my door. Okay, like y'all need to go see a divorce attorney real quick. So lots of people gave really good advice. Um but mm-hmm. So she says, sorry if this sounds so vague and incomplete. I'm just confused and my eyes are all swollen up. So like literally it sounds like she typed this out because like as soon as it happened because she just needed to have a place to get it out to get Mm -hmm. it out so that she could figure out like sort out her thoughts. Right. Um, I thought I had a pretty happy marriage with Jonas, which all the names are in quotes. So, or his name's in quotes rather. Um, uh, I thought I had a pretty happy marriage with Jonas. We've been together for over 11 years now and married for nine. We have twins. Jonas works in a branch of business where he spent three months outside and three months at home. During this time, he will visit us and we will visit him. It is inconvenient, but he earns really good money so good that I needn't work if I didn't want to during all those years I have never suspected him of cheating he was always super honest she put in quotes with me and would even tell me about attraction to other people he felt so this comes all of the blue for me Jonas is away on a business trip for the weekend a woman knocked on my door she introduces herself as cherry when I asked her what it was about she broke down crying I took her in And after calming her, she starts to tell me this story about Jonas. Apparently, she and Jonas have been together for over six years and have a little boy together. We were both fooled because he keeps his life there completely separate from our life here. He has two different sets of social media accounts, and his parents passed away after a car accident 15 years ago, so he didn't have to introduce either of us to them. At first, I was... Yeah. At first, I was livid and screamed at her until I calmed down and realized she was just a victim, too. Apparently, Cherry found out my slash our husband has an apartment that was paid for by the company where he would take me if I would visit. 
through some bank statements. She searched his keys and went snooping. There is where she found out about us and decided she wanted to tell me the truth after thinking it over for about three months. We both cried Mm -hmm. our eyes out together, cursed out Jonas, and now she is sleeping on my couch. She is not legally married to Jonas, so I told her the I don't believe in marriage spiel. Oh, because Jonas told her the I don't believe in marriage spiel. Um, Which is a lie. Right. The only legal... Marriage is very real. Right. The only legal spouse he has is me. I know I have to divorce him, but maybe I just need some extra advice and a little husband roasting. Also, I should keep in touch with Cherry, and should we introduce our kids? And then she said, edited to add, I guess Reddit only takes stories seriously if it's happened over and over again, because lots of people are like, this isn't a real story. Um, Yeah. and, And then she says, thank you for the few helpful advice I've gotten, and a serious fuck you to the people making fun of me or calling me a troll. I honestly thought that someone would listen to me, but I guess that, um, I needed to have better grammar and a less crazy story. Um, and then eventually people did come and, um, offer her like actual advice about how to get her ducks in a row and kind of how to tie up her accounts and, um, get things ready. And so they did eventually come out to help her, but like my heart went out to this poor woman. Um, it's horrible. Like, Imagine just living your life and having some rando knock on your door and just rock your entire world. Right. Um, I I love that she said after I was done being mad, I realized that this isn't her fault and she's a victim too. And yeah. And I I am considering letting our children be friends. Like, or should we introduce our kids? Like, like I feel like, like the things that you said, the kids had no say in this. And the wives are the victims. It's like those are the things that you've said throughout this whole thing that yeah, it, it, that this woman has it's realized, tough, right? Because especially in this society where we tend to pit women against women, you know, it's so much easier to blame the other woman for being like a temptress or a Jezebel, you know, whatever. But really, like you stood in a church and took vows with a man that then chose to go outside of your marriage, and. You know, I guarantee you the person that's on the other end of that um, takes what he said about their relationship as seriously. Oh, yeah. 100%. So it's not like it's not like they're both trying to pull a fast one on you, right? Like, right. that's never and, the case. In none of no. these cases, are they a 19-year-old trying to move in and pretend to be his long lost daughter. Even if they are like, even in that situation, like that girl's just dumb. She's not <laughs> malicious. She's just stupid. Like, um, I don't know. It's complicated, but also like, it's always the man's fault. So this, last... there wasn't like, he didn't go to like a place that was like, don't come in here unless you want to be seduced by a woman. Is that how, is that how I know where the seductresses are? They do that weird thing with their shoulders that look like they, hmm. they used to be a snake and now they don't know how to use their bodies. Cause so sexy, right? It's like the otter that I showed you. It's like the otter. otter So (laughs) if you are looking for seductress women, uh, look for otters. (laughs) <laughs> let otters be your guide that's 
always been my motto, to be honest. So yeah. All right. Yeah, I mean that that's got to be the motto. <laughs> my last story of the night comes from Reddit user Lawless Lamb, and she is the one who did an ask me anything about finding out that your dad has a secret family. And so I've pieced together her responses in some form of a narrative that um, is a little repetitive, but I think makes sense. Um, So she says, I assumed she was a she, but I don't know where I got that. So um, they They said, um, they say, my parents had been married for over 30 years when we found out about the other woman and child. The child, my half-sister, was 12 years old at that time. I'm one of four siblings with the same mother and father, and none of us, including my mother, had ever suspected a thing. Let's just say I wasn't entirely surprised he cheated. He was never home, worked about 17 hours a day, and was gone every weekend. What really shocked me was how long he kept the deception and the lengths he went to hiding it all. He hid having a freaking baby who he like, saw. Like, this I don't understand. Like, why? Yeah. If you fall in love with someone else, why not just be like, hey, I fell in love with someone else. So he didn't fall in love with someone else from what I've gathered. So. Okay. Um. They said uh, he hid having a freaking baby who he saw regularly from his wife of 35 years for over a decade. It sort of scares me that he's capable of that. We met many times before my family found out. My dad staged chance meetings to hand off cash. And so all his kids would at least get to see each other. My half sister didn't know, but the other woman knew who we were. My dad was married to my mom and still is to this day. The other woman was married to another man. The man thought he was my half-sister's father until she was 12. So my dad and this woman um, worked together and they carried on a long-term affair. They had my sister together and knew she was his but kept it from their respective spouses. Not long after that, they had my sister. The Not long after they had my sister, the affair allegedly stopped. I have my doubts, but anyway... They kept up a secret friendship so my father could visit his daughter. They would pretend to bump into each other in public places, parks, shopping malls, etc. The affair itself lasted about three years that I know of, but they arranged regular chance meetings at malls and parks and stuff for about 12 years. My father would bring cash for child support and see and interact with my half-sister without the other woman's husband or my mom knowing. Sometimes he would bring us too, not my mom though. So we'd see my sister at these chance meetings sometimes, but we had no idea who she was. We found out because the other woman, um, who's, you know, who had the ex that thought my half sister was his, they were fighting in front of my half sister and her mother hurled it at the guy as an insult. Yeah. Well, she isn't even yours. And my half-sister, a genuinely sweet person, asked about her real dad. She had always wanted older siblings. Like, also, do better. Right. Children are not weapons or objects. Like, children are human beings. Just like Children are never weapons. Whether your husband or wife was having an affair or not. If y'all have kids together, they are not weapons in your fucking drama. Oh my God. 
Ugh. Let's see. Um, so she had always wanted older siblings and immediately pushed to contact us. My mother insisted on a DNA test. They told my two older siblings first. The other woman allegedly approached my mom about all becoming, quote, one big happy family. Yeah, that wasn't going to happen. My mom didn't take any of it well. They're still together, though. My half-sister and I are close now as adults. She is an amazing person. I was more open to her than my other three siblings were for some reason. My older two siblings were adults in their mid-20s at the time, but it was still a shock to everyone. My younger sister took it the hardest. Nobody freaked out, but there was a lot of drinking and passive aggression during that holiday season. My siblings are not as close to our half-sister. So that is all that I got from there. Ask me anything. Wow. And I figured that would be a, a, a wild one to end on. That is. Yep. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Wow. That is crazy. You know, like, and there's the lesson, right? And all of it is like, no matter what happens, no matter how you fuck up as an adult, don't bring your kids into it. That's not cool. Right. Like adults fuck up all the time. We all do dumb shit constantly, like probably more than kids do, but like, don't, don't ruin your kids' lives over your anger at their other parent. That just like bugs the crap out of me. I can't stand it. 100%. It's like, if y'all want to get a divorce, like get a divorce, go on and be happy and be like amazing co-parents who support one another in this parenting like life, which I know I guess is easier said than done since I never had to do the co-parenting thing. But like, it shouldn't be that hard. Like your kids are the ones that are suffering, you know. Well, you know, and as a as a teacher who sees children from all kinds of families and all kinds of parenting situations. It can be done whether the parents like each other or not. You yeah. like you can be co-parents who hate each other, who are still successful co-parents who uphold the same values. If yeah. your goal is to raise successful children into successful adults, like, like yeah. I think. No, I totally agree. And also, like, just so you know, I used to teach preschool and you know from teaching school, anything you say about your partner, your ex-partner, whatever, your kids go and repeat. So unless it's something you want them to repeat to other people, don't say it. Oh, yeah. 100%. Like, unless you can look your child's teacher in the eyes and say, yeah, I called my husband or my ex-husband's new wife of a, a, a flaming cunt and I told her to go fuck herself, then you shouldn't say it because your kids are telling their teacher. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I get told shit like that all the time. And I'm not saying I live for it. I'm just saying I'd make them wait until I've popped my popcorn first. No kidding. Like, I used to get told that and I would talk preschool. Like, they were three and four years old. And they would come and be like, this morning, my daddy called my mommy a bitch. And my mommy called my daddy an asshole. And I'm like, well, okay. Yeah. Well, and when they Good say. Good morning, children. 
Like when they say it at that age, they're just stating fact. But when they come to me in the eighth grade, they're dealing with like the actual trauma of it. Like, like not that they're not dealing with the trauma of it at two and three years old, but at eighth grade, they're recognizing that it's traumatic and they're having yeah. to figure out what a trauma response is. And it's just it's like that meme that that's been around this week um, since the inauguration. It's like when you disparage women in power, they don't hear you, but your child and your your wife and your sister and your mother they hear you. Right. So yeah, like just you know what relationships don't always work out. Like don't be an asshole. Absolutely. If your marriage doesn't work out, you don't have to be a dick about it for the rest of your life. No offense. No, I, no, okay, I think all, of, all offense. You don't have to be a dick about it. You don't have to be a dick about it. If you want to be a dick like about your it, kid all should, offense. Your kids should come, your kids should come first, no matter what. Uh, absolutely. And now, it's the same with people that like take their ex-husbands to court because they have spite. And they're like, oh, he's a terrible father when everyone knows good and well. He's like an amazing father. You just don't like him because he was an asshole to you. Right. Which, like, I'm not excusing his assholeish behavior to you, but also that doesn't make him a bad father. Absolutely. I hate that shit. And it makes it harder for some of us women that were abused to go to court and, like, have our day. Um, so, looking ahead now... And finding positivity, not that. Sorry, I went off on no, a tangent. No, no, you're fine. I just, um, I was looking at our calendar because I looked down and noticed the date yeah. today. This episode is the last episode of January, which means we are gearing up for February, which is Black History Month. And Yay! I, um, A, we have a black vice president. And that is and so she is like a fucking beautiful. Queen. She is a Are goddess. Like, I just, I just I wept her. through all of the inauguration proceedings. Like, what a beautiful oh, ceremony! I um, cried the whole time. But, um, I encourage you to, um. To be mindful, I guess, during the month of February of Black History Month. And I don't know what your lives and what your families look like, but I know what my life and my family looks like. And I know that there are particular people in my family who yearly say ridiculous things like, uh, well, where's White History Month? And and this is the year that I am going to say Every just Every month is White History Month. Right. Um, and so this is the year that I'm not taking bullshit on that. Not that I ever really have, but I've always tried to be more delicate. This is the year that I'm done being delicate. Um, because you know, delicacy got me nowhere. Um, you know, do yourself a favor if you've never done this. Just Google all of the inventions that we owe to black people. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Pencil sharpeners and, and even stoplights and peanut butter. As like, yeah, take it as far back. Elvis, 
the Beatles. Yeah. They all took their influence from black musicians. Oh, from Africa. So, like I can so Yeah. Did, did I ever tell you and about even the, the sea shanty TikTok that is so uh, like such a big thing right now, and I'm loving it. Uh-huh. It came from African people working on ships coming over. Yep, that's how they stayed in rhythm. So you just take everything you take advantage of and thank black people for it because they gave it to you. So, um, so in college, I took a course. So I don't know if I've gotten into my background on this show. I mean, I, everyone knows I have a music degree, but um, I was yeah. going to get a master's degree in music history. Like that was my goal. I wanted to be a musicologist and study and devote my life to the study of music history. Um, and so I took all these extra classes that I found super exciting that everyone else found very boring in music history. But one of them was the history of African-American music, which was wonderful. But, um, one uh, for my final paper it was supposed to be three pages i <laughs> wrote a paper about themes of freedom in african-american music from early slave spirituals through um, through beyonce's empowered woman movement and i talked mm -hmm. about how freedom has been the unifying theme through all black music since the inception of black music and it yeah. wasn't like a 30 page paper my professor was like what the hell have you done to me i have to read this entire thing like <laughs> like whatever it's fucking good read it right <laughs> you're welcome but like honestly i feel like especially as white people, we tend to take a lot of things that were, did not come from white people and, and take them as ours. And that's not okay. That's not okay. Like really, really do research to where all of that came from. Like if you're a hardcore Christian, guess where gospel music came from? Cause it wasn't freaking white people. No, 100% it wasn't. <laughs> And I'm going to encourage you, especially... Also, Jesus wasn't white. Right. Um, if, you, if you listen to us and you are a parent, um, I encourage you to research um, an important... an important figure in African-American history who is not typically studied in school. Schools will hit on the big... Um, whitewashed black history. They whitewashed the history of Martin Luther King and of Harriet Tubman and of Frederick Douglass. And See, like, I wouldn't even say that someone that's not studied. I would say, like, take the time and really and, study someone that is studied. Oh, absolutely. Like, study them with fidelity and, like, with truth. But also, I think there are just so many important figures who are also not talked about that that I am trying to in my own practice in my classroom this year I am paying homage to black writers who are never discussed in public school um because like I love Toni Morrison don't get me wrong but there are enough people talking about Toni Morrison and Langston Hughes that it is now my responsibility mm -hmm. to talk about somebody else so anyway, That's that even is even in modern times. We have Andy Thomas and I mean, come on. Kwame Alexander. 
Um, Kwame Alexander. God, I love Kwame. Um, Angie. I mean, you could do a whole paper on Amanda Gorman, who just came on the scene. Oh yeah, of the national stage last week, and oh. she is a fantastically fascinating person. One hundred percent. Actually, I have a whole lesson plan already written up over her inauguration poem. I love that. Yep. So anyway, all that to say, I know that's my soapbox, but it is something that is important and near and dear to my heart. Um, and, um, I just, I was going I to think sp- in appreciating the art. You really need to go the extra mile to know where the art came from. Yes. I was going to spend this time inviting everyone to join me and you in our reading challenge this year. Um, but I thought this was more mm-hmm. important. And so, um, we can well, table that discussion join us in for our later. Reading challenge. We will make a post about that on Instagram, but we will. Mm-hmm. I thought that using our voice to lend voices to people who are much more important than you and I could ever be, um, for real, was so much more important. So, um, until next time, please, f- first of all, rate, review, subscribe. Please. Um, those reviews really help. Just give us, us five stars. <laughs> And then steal your best friend's phone and give us five stars on that one too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just fives all across the board. And um, we're going to tell you, and by we, I mean Erin, because she practices every week on Patreon to tell you where to follow us on social media. <laughs> so she's ready to tell you where to follow us on social media. All right. Buckle up, kids. It's going to be a quick one. Follow us on Instagram at Lifetime Sentence, on Twitter at Life Sentence Pod. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Lifetime Sentence. Our website with show notes and our calendar sometimes is on <laughs> is at lifetimesentence.com. You can email us at lifetimesentencepodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on TikTok because we are on TikTok now at Lifetime Sentence. And you can also join our Patreon at patreon.com slash lifetime sentence. That was fast. Yep. That's almost like at the end of a car commercial on the radio, terms and conditions do apply. Mm-hmm. all right working well, on it until next time don't forget to eat every one of your vegetables charge your phone bye bye